Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. And welcome to the Best Down Camp, a Rowanverse read long and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rowan in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the Mark of Athena section, Archimedes, which is from pages 435 to 469. Hehehe, <laughs> insert inappropriate joke. <laughs> Robert, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> Oh, call it, calling them out on pod. <laughs> Hi, bestie. I know you're listening. Enjoy the memes. <laughs> oh, kill me. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we've already started off at an interesting point. Anyway, uh, as always, I've got my points to focus on. So today we've got characters, plot, and generally what I thought of it. Spoiler alert, didn't think much. So let's dive in. So this section is from Leo's point of view, so you can tell already that I fucking hated it. (laughs) So let's get into the overview for Leo's chapters. (sighs) Our orca trio make their way across Rome using Hazel's senses, but unfortunately Rome is just a bit too much for her to make heads or tails of it. It takes some time, but eventually they find their way to an old museum-like church with Raphael's tomb. There, they find a secret entrance that Hazel is feeding the pull of Nico from. Heading down alone for a moment, the boys keep watch. Insensitive Leo returns, but thankfully Frank stays pretty respectful and the two share, briefly, their grief for their mums. As they do, a group of American tourists appear, and from how strange they'd been looking before, it appears they are possessed and they're here to kill Leo. I hope they succeed. Jumping into the hole, they make their way down and to Hazel and a locked room. It is when they get inside that Leo recognises the magnificent Archimedes spheres and scrolls. Before he can do anything though, the machines come to life through possession and Frank and Hazel are harmed while Leo makes a run for it. He's trapped, his quote-unquote friends are hurt and he has nowhere to turn except for the fortune cookie that gives him the code to the sphere, which quickly becomes a murder bot at Leo's command, and it takes out all the ghost machines, trapping them within its mechanics, and killing them, I think. (laughs) That's when things take a turn for the even worser. Yes, it's not proper English, but I don't care. Hazel wasn't being drawn here because of Nico, but his sword, which is no longer with him. It was a trap laid by Gaia, and all of their friends are in one too. They're stuck here, but maybe, just maybe, teamwork can get them out. Shoot me. (laughs) Oh, God. 
This whole section was unbearable. <sighs> we'll just we'll stick to the feedback for now, and then I'll get into why I hate Leo and why the plot's stupid. <sighs> Mark of Athena really is not as good as I remember. I remember liking the end part of this, but um. But I'm not liking it so far. I don't remember. It's the, the nostalgia got me. The nostalgia tricked me. But for now, feedback. Um, throw Leo in a bin. That's it. That's the tweet. I'm sick of him. He's such a bully. He's actually horrifically cruel. And this this section just kind of adds to it. It just made me hate him even more. This this boy is a bully. I don't get anyone. Like I did a post like ages ago asking people if they thought Leo was a bully, and everyone's like, "No, he's not a bully. He's just sometimes mean." No, the shit he does here and throughout. No, he's a bully. He's a twat. Um, throw him in the bin, lock the hatch, and just let him die. Um, unfortunately, he won't die. So I have to suffer. Um, if you would like to help support my suffering, please support me on Patreon for just $2 a month <laughs> to get early access to all my podcasts and video stuffs. Um, if you don't want to support me and tell me to kill myself again because of my thoughts on Leo, um, you could just send me money instead. Um, you need money to do that sort of stuff, so uh, if you want me to die, just send me cash. <laughs> oh, God. That's... um. God, that's a concern. Uh, I should probably talk to my therapist. Anyway, um, uh, I'll talk about this a bit more in plot, but I'm just confused as hell as to why Gaia is making the journey to rescue Nico so difficult. Because I don't understand what, like, what the reason for that is. Like, I know Nico knows where the doors of death are, which we'll, we find out in uh, a few sections from here. But... Gaia doesn't seem to actively care about that because, I mean, she, she had, what was it, Phineas in Son of Neptune die and not come back because she didn't give a shit. Like, the only, her main goal was rising when a boy and girl's blood are spilled on Olympus. So why is she stopping them from getting to Nico? I don't get why she's putting so many problems in their path. Again, I'll talk about that a little bit more in detail because, like, what the hell? <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're heading towards Olympus. She's just making their journey towards Olympus a little bit more difficult. Unless the whole thing is like, there's a specific deadline, like a specific day they need to be at Olympus for things to work. But I don't know, I don't, I don't remember that being the case. And they've not said that's the case, so I don't know. It's just, it's just a hot, it's just a weird. It's just a weird. Um, but, uh. Let's just move on to characters. I really don't want to talk about this section that much because this section just really pissed me off. Um, it's just a recurring theme for anything to do with Leo. So his character is a fat phobic prick. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, this whole series is filled with fat phobia, um, which also, unfortunately, is a case for a lot of kids' book around this time and even now in some cases, which is also shit. But seriously, the commentary he has on these possessed American tourists by calling them obese manatees as well as then basically well as then as as well as calling Frank too fat to fit in this hole to get down um and making fun of his abilities by saying you're gonna have to shrink yourself into something else because you're a bit too big for this and, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what but Jesus Christ, as if this boy didn't already have, you know, body issues. 
He's got another guy who's firstly been moving on on the girl that he likes. But additionally, it's like bad-mouthing him at every corner. Like, seriously. What is Leo's deal? I Seriously, I don't, I don't get what Leo's deal is. It's... I just... I, ugh, the boy just makes me sick. <laughs> um, but add in additionally for the whole Frank stuff, because we, as we know, Frank is my boy. But even if he wasn't my boy... Leo's attitude and behaviour towards him is just not on. So Frank opens up about the loss of his mother and also the possible loss of his grandmother who he doesn't actually know if she's alive or dead because their entire house went up in flames. And he did see a bird but he doesn't know if that was his grandma or if his grandma burned alive in the house. But Leo doesn't have any proper sympathy for him because Frank said the family mansion burned down and he compared that to saying, I crashed my Lamborghini, boo-hoo. His mother's fucking dead and possibly his grandma? You're basically saying, oh, rich... (laughs) Oh, it's such a rich people problem. His family's dead. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm just reading that oh my god i was fucking livid like you don't say whether or not he's got a big house or not it went up in flames he's lost his home and possibly the last member of his family in said fire whilst also only having lost his mum a few months ago so frank's mum's death is actually fresh not to compare like but leo's is like a multiple years now probably like five or six i think they said he's been on the run but like frank's mum has only recently died like before he turned 16 she died so this year (laughs) she died and yet leo doesn't even say he's sorry for his mum's loss when frank actually said to leo that he's sorry that his mum's gone even though he brought up just like that whole thing of just like you know i don't always feel people are genuine when they say it but i just want you to know i am sorry about your mum's loss and leo doesn't say it back and frank's mum died only a couple of months ago wanker <laughs> like leo is just a fucking asshole i seriously i question anybody who who thinks he's their who says that he's their favorite character because like I know I'm the sort of person like I I like Clarice as a character, but she grows. Yeah, she's still a bit of a dickhead every so often, and she was an asshole and you know fucking awful in the first few books. But she grew as a character. Leo has not fucking changed. <laughs> He's the same character. He should have had at least six months worth of growth in the meantime, considering we met him in December of last year in this series timeline. But no, he's still a dickhead and a and even more of a bully. I just rage inducing rage inducing this boy is and I know someone's going to tell me to kill myself at this point as well because it's Leo that people get really defensive of I mean I said that he should have stayed dead at the end of the series and someone told me to kill myself I mean just (laughs) firstly calm the fuck down it's a fictional series I can have an opinion if I want to but like Leo is just not a nice person and like genuinely legitimately 
if someone could DM me in a kind way their reasons for liking Leo as a character, please do. Because I do want to understand. Because I think he's a... Oh, no, that's a worse word. And I have a lot of American listeners, so I won't say that. But he's a horrible person to me. So I want to understand why he's, like, one of the most favourite characters. Because I legitimately don't understand. But kind of moving on (laughs) from him being a bully. Just an additional weird thing that I think was just odd. Is that Leo, in this entire section, is bad-mouthing Roman architects and engineers. He's basically saying, um, or the Greeks did so much better stuff and the Romans couldn't understand their complicated ways. But, like, yeah, sure, they didn't understand some things, but, you know, they were still engineers and inventors. Like, a lot of the stuff that they invented and made is still used today. (laughs) So it was just really random when Leo, who is an engineer and inventor, is bad-mouthing Romans and just Roman inventions. When, you know, a lot of the stuff that he probably uses was created by or derived from Roman inventions. It was just a really random thing. I was just kind of like, what? Why? <laughs> like, it sucks that like, a lot of the Greek stuff disappeared and Archimedes, obviously, like, a lot of philosophers and inventors from ancient Greece were awesome. But that doesn't mean that there weren't awesome Roman inventors because, I mean, bathrooms, roads. <laughs> I can't think of any th- anything else. They did give another example. I don't remember what the other example was. But, like, you know, they invented a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was just it was just really random. I was like, why is Leo on like this Roman hate train? It, it was just like it was like this whole section was just Leo just being a prick. <laughs> um but which, you know, is kind of a recurring theme as I've discovered. Um again, personal opinion, don't hate me. Well you can if you want to, but just don't be a dickhead about it. Um but we'll just move on to plot now because again like I was just saying before um Gaia this bitch makes no sense <laughs> like <laughs> her plan makes no sense and also she's low-key racist not even low-key she's high-key racist because she's she's so unhappy about the idea of having Hazel and Frank as her sacrifice I'm sorry the only interracial couple without a white person within that interracial couple is the one that you hate the idea of having as a sacrifice. Hmm. Given low-key, high-key racism. <laughs> I'm half joking, but also it was weird as fuck. I'm like, why is she so against it? You want a sacrifice. It doesn't matter who they are. You just need a girl and a boy. Why are you so fucking picky? <laughs> Like her whole thing, it's the, the whole thing I didn't get it in Bloody Son of Neptune either, where she was just like, oh, Percy, I need you. I'm just like, but why? You need a boy and a girl. You got two of them. Take them. Kill them. Rise. See if, like, try it. <laughs> but she's like, no, I can't do that. It's a non-white interracial couple. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm half joking, but literally, it was just so fucking weird. <laughs> Oh, what's what is going on? You need them, kill them. Uh, obviously, I don't want them to die, but it's just like it was just like a really random reason. I d- <sighs> just, uh... But the one thing that I do is like, it, it makes sense that she's having the others die because they're heading to their deaths anyway. 
but she's got Frank and Hazel right now. Why not get them out of where they're trapped and get them to Mount Olympus already? I mean, technically she could have done that bloody Son of Neptune when they were up in Canada. Not in Canada, Alaska. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand Gaia's plan. She, just in general, I don't understand why she's causing them problems. Uh, like I was saying before, I don't know why she's stopping them from getting to Nico. I don't know why she's causing problems for them on their way. Because she knows that they're eventually going to head for Mount Olympus. Which is where she needs them to be. So she can kill two of them. Or all of them. I mean, technically you could kill all of them. It'd probably be better, I don't know. But she needs them there to kill them. But she's just delaying it? <laughs> like, just let them do what they need to do to get to Mount Olympus. And then kill them. Why, why are you causing the problems here? And I go, what, 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 are, what are your reasons? Explain it to me. I don't understand. Like, I can't remember if they've got a deadline for when they need to get to Mount Olympus. Maybe there'll be one that pops up at the end of this book or next one or something. But, like, why? <laughs> why are you making things difficult when you want them at Olympus so you can murder them? It just, the logic is not logicking, and it's no wonder she fucking fails. <laughs> Well, actually, she doesn't even technically fail, but, you know, she's still a huge cock-up. I mean, you could have succeeded so much earlier, but... Um, Mother Earth is just stupid, apparently. Um, <laughs> this whole thing... Oh, God, this has been an entire rant of me hating Leo and me calling... <laughs> me calling Gaia a stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, Robert, you're going to have a great time with these memes. <laughs> Gaia, that stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate myself. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't think I've got anything else to say except what was the reason. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um... <laughs> Ah, oh, dear me. Um, let's get on to the question of the episode, I guess. I don't know. Um, a somewhat serious question, actually, because I am intrigued to see um, if other people pick this up. Because I've picked this up a lot in like the original series and some of the short stories. But I want to know if other people have noticed this, that when reading the series back, has anyone else noticed how the villains slash monsters are often portrayed as being obese? And kind of like, how do you feel about that? Because I kind of hate it. Because, again, what is the reason? I don't, why? 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 Um, and, yeah, that's basically all I have to say. <laughs> Beyond the hysterical laughter that I was doing before. God. Um, <laughs> thank you all for joining me for this week's section. Be sure to join me next Wednesday on the day of my short story publication. So if you've not yet bought and read Home to the Wild, be sure to do so right now because the follow-up short story is coming next Wednesday on the 22nd with the follow-up novel coming this August. So uh, catch up, catch up, review it, review it. I'm broke, I'm broke. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the continuation of our own journey. Bye. 
Blog where you can find our podcast. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically where we listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email the Best Damn Camp at hotmail.com. Or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal Universe content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you all next time. Bye.